it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. lovelies welcome to the windowsill i am so glad you're here today i have one of your favorites back on to talk to you some more Ms. beth buffington she was one of the top 10 podcasts you enjoyed last year and she's got some new things for you and some familiar things for you but y'all have loved her class so much um that we want to talk a little bit more about that and some other exciting things she's got up her sleeve for you, plus her path and her history of how she's tackled her creative career is so relevant that it's worth coming on and talking about and having you here. So a little bit more about Beth. She is a licensed illustrator and an online course digital illustration instructor. She's a creative coach and she's now a podcaster. Like most creatives, Beth has been drawing since she was old enough to hold her favorite red crayon. After graduating with a degree in art and graphic design, Beth began her creative career working for in-house corporate art departments. After years of corporate communications, she decided to focus on her personal creative passions by starting her business, BDI Celebrate Today and BDI Create Today. Beth's work has grown into several facets. She creates illustrations and home decor products. She's a digital illustration instructor who teaches her students how to create their unique art using their iPad with her online course, Learn the Art of Procreate. And she has started an adventure exploring in her new podcast how creativity is vital to our creative heart, mind, body, and soul. Science shows that consistent creativity, example, doing it each day, is as beneficial to your mental and physical health as good sleep, nutrition, and exercise. So there you go. No excuses. Keep on creating. Through Beth's new podcast, she explores how to discover creative passion and then know what to do with it, how to cultivate it and keep it ignited, and then how to take advantage of all the goodness it provides. Imagine the goodness in the world if everyone would create today every day. So, Beth has lots to tell you. Here she is. Well, Beth, I'm so glad you're here again with me today. You, as I let you know before we recorded, we're, are one of my top 10 all-time listens. So um, I'm glad to have you back. So people who might not have caught you before can catch you again. Well, I am more than thrilled to be here because you're one of my favorite creatives to talk to. And I love the audience that you've gathered around you. So I am so happy to be here. You and me both. That is awesome. So I will definitely lead people to your other episodes. But to start right here, let's tell our listeners a little bit about Beth Buffington, your creative path, and and why you do what you do. Okay. Well, you know, I've been one of those people that you could say, when did you know you were creative? And and I don't think anyone just kind of wakes up one day and says, I am creative, but it's something that just pulls you to like that crayon box when you're in kindergarten, right? And, and, um, what could I do with scissors when you're little? I, I think I was one of those kids that thought it was important for me to bring home as many cool papers to my mom when I was in kindergarten. So how many drawings could I get done before I left to go home? Yeah. Um, my crayon box. I had my favorite crayon or my favorite color when I was in kindergarten was red. And my red crayon was a nub by the time the school year was over. It was very much shorter <laughs> than anything else. 
Now, red is no longer my favorite color. And that's something I'd like to look at someday is like, why do you change ideas about colors? I think there's a lot to be said for like subconscious thoughts on that because my favorite color now is blue. So mm-hmm. I went from a hot color to a cool color. But um, so I think with creativity, it's uh, it's an interesting journey for everyone, just how you got where you're going. Because I, I studied um, art when I was in college and I had a, a concentration in graphic design. And when I got out of college, there were no jobs. You, mm-hmm. you just looked until someone said, okay, I will hire you. And you said, okay, good. I'll see you yeah. Monday. Yeah. You, you didn't have a choice. And there wasn't really, I am going to be looking at an agency or I'm going to look in a corporate atmosphere. You just threw your resume everywhere and there was no internet to help you. Mm-hmm. And I did not have a network of people that would guide me somewhere. There was no one I knew that was an artist that would say, oh, I know someone in Chicago that could get you a job. So I took the first job that someone offered me, and it was working with a company that um, designed and um, manufactured and put into place large HVAC units in like hospitals and schools. It was so creative. Really <laughs> oh my gosh. What were and you doing the, for them? <laughs> I I worked on newsletters and and reports. That's where there was a tiny bit of creativity. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of those blister boxes that when you when you buy a little widget in order to know how the widget goes into the other widgets, you have that thing that unfolds like a giant map that has all the boring instructions and the drawings of the bolts and what someone has to draw those. So, Hey, (laughs) that was one of my jobs. Um, And then I went from there to um, business forms, a manufacturer of business forms. And my job was to make business forms look interesting in about a dozen catalogs. So I, I had that job. Interesting within, yeah, within their like idea of interesting. Interesting with a, yes. you know, with a strict, like, can, <laughs> with this black line and that maroon line. <laughs> yeah. How can you make a business form look sexy? Yeah. <laughs> that was my job. Oh. Um, and so the thing was that even though those jobs were like deadly boring, I went at them like, okay, let's figure out where can I be creative here? You know, when I, when can I draw an illustration to help with a newsletter and, and how can I fold up the corners of a business form to show that they have triplicate copies in three different colors, you know, and what kind of extra props can I bring in? It was always trying to think outside of the box to make whatever it was a little bit interesting And then I decided to start my own business um, right around the time that my first daughter was born so I could get rid of deadly commutes because Chicago is known for our wild commutes. And so I had my own business. And what I found was, again, you took any work that you could find that could come to you, you know. So I did body bag illustrations and I did labels for barbecue and I did things for um, water valves. And it again, a lot of boring things. And it, again, it was like, okay, how can I make this interesting? How can I make this creative? How can I make a creative logo for accountant? You know, it was, that's what you do. You just find the sunshine wherever you happen to be. So while I was doing that, I kind of like look back at the decisions I made and how I looked for work. And I didn't see myself doing this at the time because, you know, when you're, when you're standing with your nose in front of the tree, you can't see the forest, right? So, but when you look back, you're like, oh, I do see that I, I tried really hard to find the work that lit me up. Mm. And very slowly, I I found illustration work. I found an agent that was willing to represent me. And she brought me children's textbooks to illustrate. Mm -hmm. And I did um, some marketing that landed me several illustrations that I did for Smithsonian Magazine. That was super fun. And I I eventually fell into a company that was looking for someone to design product for Bath & Beauty beauty um, lotions, and they needed gift products to put these lotions in. Mm -hmm. And so then suddenly I was drawing handbags and gift bags and cosmetic bags and interesting pictures and anything you could put 
um, product in to give as a gift. That's mm. what I was doing for them, included also working on surface pattern design. And mm. all of that, I just, it just was so exciting. An yeah. entire day would just like flip away. And yeah. I would have, I spent 12 hours working on this project and it seemed like I just sat down. Yeah. So that's the work that is what lights you up. And that's, yeah. I think that's what creatives do, like a moth to a flame. You yeah. just keep going at the light. Yeah. So that's what I did. And sometimes you get burned because yep. we all know as creatives that even though we find something, a, a company that we love or um, an agency that we want to work with, you go in and you're like, I am perfect for you. You need to work with me. And you get this blank look and you get the flat, mm, no. Or they yeah. look at your work and they say, you know, you shouldn't be designing for business cards. You should be designing for children's books. And then you yeah. talk to a children's book person and they say, you shouldn't be designing for a children's book. You <laughs> should be designing for greeting cards. I, I literally have had people do that. Like, you're not uh -huh. in the right place. I love your art, but it's not for us. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of time that creativity just is crushing. And I think yeah. if there's to everyone out there that is in that same position, just little moth, keep heading toward the yeah. light. Yeah. You're, you're going to moth. find, you're going to find the sunshine instead of the fire and it's going to make you feel so good. So you just have to keep going. Um, and then you do need to find your people. I yeah. think that is so important. Community so that you can gather with your people. And in 2017, that's when I found Art Biz Jam. And that's how I found you, Margo. Mm. Um, I, you came to speak at Art Biz Jam. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I, and Lori Siebert will tell you this, that uh, the first night I was at Art Biz Jam, we were sharing our name tags. Um, I said to everybody, I have found, I told my husband, I have found my people. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love because it was the first time I was able to sit and talk to people who were illustrating. And I didn't have any friends that illustrated. And I didn't know anyone that was in graphic design that was really more interested in illustration than doing graphic design. Yeah. Um, so being with people that that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what they wanted to do. And that was their passion. It wasn't just, well, you know, tell find something better. This is what I'm doing. So um, networking is really important to find those people that are doing what you love. That's, that's pretty cool. So that's what I started doing in 2017. And then in 2020, that's when I started teaching. Um, it is, it was something that I just always thought I would enjoy doing so I started that in 2020. And of course, we were shut down by the pandemic just months into my first semester as a teacher. So I had to learn how to teach all of my lectures online. And I found that if you were online using the software that the college wanted you to use for lectures, that working with Illustrator and Photoshop inside that, they got really glitchy. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you lost the students really quickly if you couldn't get your your software to work, if it was oh, shutting yeah. down or losing them. Or that was, it just didn't work. And then it made it really hard for them to remember how they were supposed to do something because software wasn't working or they only got to see it one time and, oh, and no it was all so, you know, over uh, online. It was difficult. So during the summer, when I realized we were going to be online still in the fall again, I thought, I, I've got to get my act together. Mm. So I spent the summer figuring out how to do screen capture and how to, how to do my lectures on a video. So in the fall, I was all set. I had everything broken down into lecture videos, introduction videos and lecture videos and examples of what they would be doing. And it all tied together for every single project we did. Wow. And I had my students come to me and say, can we get access to your videos when we're done, just in case we need to go back in and remember how to do something mm -hmm. later? And and it was a little light that went on my head. Like, oh, you know what? I, I really <laughs> had fun doing that. I enjoy teaching. I think I have an online course. So I decided that what I'd really love to do is set up an online course to teach people a program that I loved so much, and that was Procreate. And it wasn't being taught in the college that I was um, working with. 
So I thought I'll do it on my own. And then I'm going to talk to my people and let them know what I've learned. So again, it's that whole community thing. I, you know, I, I am looking for my people who love illustration that are wondering how to learn procreate, how to take their work that might be traditional and get it digital. So it's easier to get their work out into the world in yeah. as whether that's, um, an, whether that's a company or a client or getting their work on their own products to sell. I thought that's, that's who I need to talk to. Yeah. So I in 2021, I took time to break all that down and figure out just what did that look like. And I launched my first class then in the um, winter of 2021. So this January, I will be launching uh, my 2024 winter class, and it will be the seventh time. So it's very exciting. Yeah. And what I've learned is that what is happening in the class is more than just Mm -hmm. learning procreate it's learning how to find confidence in what you're doing mm -hmm. and many of my students are finding avenues where they have either found licensing opportunities they found ways to put their art on product either for gifts or to decorate their own home or to sell themselves and I've also had one of my students that has been picked up for um, agent representation. So mm -hmm. it and and they're publishing books and yeah. there's a lot of really exciting things that are happening. So that's well, you're in my journey. I love that, Beth. I you know I I I love hearing where we all started because I think so often you feel like oh this is going to be the type of job I have. But that if you're really if you're looking to be for a job, you're really at the at the mercy of what the job is that's available. And if you have some of the skills or whatever that might be, and we tend to put our creative passions aside for that. And I love your just your your path, because I can imagine and I've been there myself, you know, well, I'll do this and then I guess I'll do that. And and I, I need another opportunity, so I'll do this. And and it leads to experience we didn't know we were needing or getting, really, or planning on getting, I should say. And then it, if we're lucky, it leads to really learning some things that we're super passionate about. Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, I feel like the class is you're you're instilling that confidence in this class. They don't have to go get seven years, you know, a, a a decade or two worth of job, they can learn that and then apply it to something that seems interesting. Indeed. And, you know, um, I was just thinking when you were, when you were um, talking about, you have to go get the jobs that are available. That's, that's what it was like when we were first out of school. And I remember right after I graduated, I was looking for a job and I found a summer job um, uh, in the Quad Cities where where my parents were working in a, in the art department at um, a, a business that was in the quad cities. And I, one of the artists that was there, she was talking to me one day and she said to me, Oh, you're still excited. <laughs> and the way she put it, she continued on, wait until you're as old as I am and you've been stuck in a job that you haven't liked that oh. then you'll understand what you're really headed towards. Mm -hmm. And it's like people who tell you when you first get married, ah, oh, you're still in your honeymoon phase. And I know. You think, oh, wait, is that going to get bad? <laughs> uh, so when you hear that, I, I thought to myself, I don't want to be yeah. stuck in a job that I don't like. Right. And, th and that is what is really interesting about being an artist is that there the opportunities are everywhere. And I'm not saying they're easy to find. Right. They're, it's not an easy thing, but it's not impossible. Right. And it's not impossible to find something that you wake up every day and you're like, let's go. And Sunday night, you're not afraid of Monday morning. That is right. That is a, a goal to be looking at. It's so true. I mean, I think it's 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 one of life's goals to wake up and feel that way about what you're doing. And we have it and we don't have it. And I and for all the creatives I've known, loved, and worked with, 
it's it comes and goes, especially if you have you're in a creative job. Maybe you're uh, designing, I don't know, brands for other people or, or or designing things for other brands, I should say. And it does take away all your time to do things for yourself. But if you can find a happy medium in that, and I think learning, mm-hmm. learning from someone who knows how to teach is is a beautiful thing because not all courses are that, um, but I'd say my favorite ones are. And you, you know, you practice it on your hardest audience ever. Students are a very, I mean, students, younger students, very, you know, tough crowd. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) And to, and to, and to try and teach them in a way where you can't even really open up the screen you want and then figuring that out that you're right you figured out like what's going to work for no offense to any college student but potentially my lowest common denominator of of challenge like the hardest people to to be cut to get them engaged and then the aha light bulb of oh i can teach this to more people than that and you know i would love to know um some of the success stories and the feedback of the of the students that have had the course and things you've heard and things you've learned along the way. I mean, seven times is is fantastic. And I know people love your course because I I hear that and I know I need to take it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, to give you just um some examples, what I love is that. This course, you do not need to be an amazing artist to take the course, and you don't need to have any Procreate knowledge, but you can come to the course with Procreate knowledge, and what you're going to find is, um, one of the metaphors I always use is, it's like, if you're looking at a piece of cheese, you have like Swiss cheese, there's a whole bunch of that cheese that you're not getting because there's holes in it. And well, that's fine if you're eating Swiss cheese, but if you're buying something, you don't want to have holes in your knowledge. Right. So you, if you come to my class and you're a piece of Swiss cheese, I will fill in the holes, those areas where you're like, I don't know how I know this, but I guess it works. Or I know there's something better I could do. I just don't know what the other technique might be. This is what you'll find is that we'll fill in the holes because we started the basics and then you will, you can say, yes, I know that. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, that goes here. And if I do that, this happens. Ah, and you have these aha moments. But if you're someone who has just got um, an iPad and you're, you, you're just figuring out how to download Procreate and you're getting started from the get go, you're my person too. We start at the beginning and you can very quickly learn what you need to know. And then there's that part of it. And then the other part of it is you can come to me as a, a professional artist that has been working in licensing for 25 years. Yeah. Um, one of my students came to me, took the class, and she knew that she wanted to, at the time the class was over with, she had someone who had asked her to do a children's book. And she thought, if I do this children's book, she kind of wants it in a watercolor effect. If I do that on watercolor paper, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get it done in time. Mm. So she decided she'd take my class because she'd been wanting to learn Procreate and had thought I'll teach myself and Mm -hmm. hadn't gotten anywhere Mm -hmm. with that. So she took the class and as soon as the class was over, she started working on her book Mm. and she got that book done and published and it won an award in a a competition that she was in. And since then she's, She's done two or three more books and her work is amazing. So, and she was someone that had been a licensed artist for a long time. Mm. So she, she came in and learned how to um, take things that she normally was doing traditionally on the board and get that into a digital, you know, the digital play on her iPad and then learned how easy it was to take those drawings that she had done on her iPad and get that into, um, what what her client needed, whether that was, you know, bringing it into Photoshop and doing a little bit more or sending them JPEGs or whatever format was needed. And that is something we talk about in the class is just how do you get your work out of your iPad and out into the world in whatever format is required Mm -hmm. and requested. 
Mm, and then okay. we have we have students that don't say they I don't know how to draw. One of my students um, is an author, but she wrote me an email saying I'd really like to take your class, but I don't draw. And can I? But I think I'd still like to take it. Is that okay? And she did. She came in. She took the class and was amazed at what she could get done and what she learned. And her goal is was it or was to um, take the things she was writing for adults and do a children's book and get that mm. out using her art in Procreate. And I just wow. got off the um, a Zoom call uh, yesterday with another student that um, is really wanting to do products, uh, maybe to sell on her own, but she was really interested in doing a lot of things for her grandchildren. And she was really excited how much better she could draw using Procreate, knowing some of the extra tips and tricks that mm -hmm. Procreate allows you. So if you're someone that um, wishes your hand was a little steadier, there's things you can do in Procreate to steady um, a, a hand that has a wiggle to it. Mm -hmm. um, and and if you are someone that wants that wiggle there, you don't have to put those those um, um, that program into play. So there's so much you can do individually for whatever your needs are. And it's something we talk about in the class is just how you can do this on your own. So important. I think, you know, if you are putting your work out into the world, if you're wanting to have it licensed or, you know, used potentially by other people, it's, it's a necessary, it's now a necessary tool in your toolbox. You know, there was a time when we didn't use Photoshop, we did everything by hand. And then if you didn't, as Photoshop became, you know, the tool, if you didn't know how, you missed out on opportunities. And I think the same can be said for Procreate, which is amazing since what's it cost now? Like $14? The You know, it's such an affordable always, program. Yeah. I always have to go in right before class and double check because I bought it for $9.99. $9.99. I think I bought and it I for $4.99. I think the last time I... <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazingly inexpensive yeah. program. Yeah. And it's I think now I know, I know it's definitely under $20. Yes. And, and, uh, and it, what's amazing is you buy it and then every time they upgrade it, it just comes, the upgrade comes to you. Amazing. You just have to go in and see if you need, if you have an upgrade, you should, you know, allow. Right. It, it doesn't cost much and it is as powerful yeah. as Photoshop, as Illustrator. And it, it it is something where you can learn to do whatever it is you do traditionally. Mm -hmm. You can learn to do that in Procreate by finding the brush that um, mimics whatever it is that you normally do on paper. Um, right. I know that was what was important to me when I first started learning. I, I did all of my work with watercolor pencils and ink. And I loved watercolor pencils because I could, I could wet them down to make a wash, and I could build up the um, the layers in it just to have some areas that were very opaque, or make it look like there was some tooth in there from a, a from a colored pencil. And then I went back in on the top, and I put in a lot of details with um, ink. So when I went into Procreate, that's what I wanted to do, and it took me a little while to figure out how I could do my work in there that way. And one of the things you'll hear me talk about in the class over and over again is my goal is to get you to figure out how to get your unique style, your unique art in Procreate, not to learn how to copy the tutorial right. art that I'm doing, because that does not help you. You need to find your voice in your art. And uh, there's giant applause for everyone that learns how to do that. And I've had, you know, people who have realistic approaches to their art or they are very abstract or you know they do something with a certain type of of look and when they find that inside themselves and, and procreate it's it's a big deal and we, yeah. we celebrate that that's a good point because i think there is that that tipping point where you you really start it's like a foreign language and it, this is an easy foreign language you know you it's, it's still looking like I'm in Procreate. And then all of a sudden it starts to look like, oh, this looks like my work. And again, it's a tool in your toolbox. It's not, I'm not saying don't ever 
draw with a pencil or whatever. But it it's just it's so convenient. And I I know for me, I've had it for a long time, but I dabble here and dabble there. And I've taught myself this thing, which I forgot because it's taken me so long to get back to that particular whatever. And that's why I think there's so much value in and really sitting down and committing to learning, but learning from someone who has been doing it and knows the little tricks and things to get you to a place that you might not get. I mean, that's that's why I love classes, you know, because you really do. Yeah. You really do get your yourself to a different place. Well, and here's the other thing that I think um, is something that I put into the class because this is what I saw my college students ask. Can I get to those videos after the class is done? Because I might forget how to do this. Yeah. So one of the things that you become when you um, take my class, Learn the Art of Procreate, is you become part of the Create Today community. And that allows you lifetime access to all the modules that are that make up the class. So if you are trying to remember how to do something, you can go back in, find the module where that is that technique was, watch it again and go, oh yeah, now I remember. And you can also come back every time the class is launched and walk through the class with the rest, the new class that's there. Mm. So if life slowed you down, I've had people okay. who, I had one person who um, took the class and then a couple weeks after class started, she broke her hand. Oh mm. my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. So it slows her down. So she was able to come back in later and get started again. I had someone else who had deaths in their family and was just flattened by what was happening in life. And then she came back in the springtime, took the class from the beginning and walked her way through that. And I've had people who have taken the class and have just enjoyed it. So they come back in and, and join in on the Q&As. We also get together in Zoom um, Zoom sessions so everyone can kind of meet everyone and, yeah. and get to know. So, And I know that um, several of my visionary students have gotten to be really close friends. Yeah. Um, and get together and talk to each other outside of class, you know, and that's, love that. that's really neat and because you're going to find your people there. These are people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in. Yeah. And once you get together, you find a lot of serendipitous passion and, and that's personalities. Kind of everything. I mean, I think it's, it's about finding those peer groups. And we talk about this a lot. You know, I just finished up my shared studio sessions mastermind. And one of the things that was the most important part to me is that these people now have each other to lean on. And I think anything you do like that is so important. And one of the things we were talking about was Procreate, because one of the members of the group was is a ceramicist and very good. But also, I mean, I think any of us who are creative really like to do a lot of different things. And she had not dabbled in procreate she you know she was a painter as well but didn't do that as much because it was you know you had to get out you had to commit to the space and the materials and all that and ceramics were taking up her space but we all kind of convinced her she needed to to lean in and if you're listening you know who you are you might want to look at this course because <laughs> think of all you could <laughs> because she she said oh here i got it and i tried this one thing and look and i was just like oh my gosh you're, you know, you're a runaway hit. So it's just fun to see and play with the possibilities and what we're capable of. Tell me a little bit about the timing of the class, because I know it's you're enrolling right now. Yes. So what the way this is going to work, we have some really exciting things happening in January. Um, we have free Procreate workshops. This gives Everybody you a chance to, to do come that. in. <laughs> Yes, everyone should do this. And there are two different workshops. There's a live workshop where um, you can come in and um, we do tutorials. And then there's an, what I call an encore workshop. And I am actually there as well, but I'm just not live at that point. But you can ask questions in real time and set meetings with me if you have questions. And we do different tutorials for both of those workshops. So what's nice about it is you can go to, um, you can choose between the live or the encore workshop. You can come to both of them. You can come to all six. I mean, they mm. are free. You can come as often as you want. And they are going to be the live workshop start on January 22nd. Mm -hmm. And there's another one on January 26th and one on the 29th. 
And then the um, encore workshops are the 23rd, the 25th, and the 27th. Now, you don't have to write all this down, everyone. All you need to do is uh, make sure that you're on my email list and uh, the homepage is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. And if you're on the email list, you will be sent an invite and then you can go in and the invite will list all the dates for the live and the encore workshops. And then you can choose which ones um, work best for you. And what the workshops are going to be doing is just showing you how I teach, how my tutorials kind of run. It gives you an idea of what to expect when you're learning techniques and understanding brushes and layers. And if you enjoy how I teach, then you'll enjoy the class. And the class is going to be starting, registration, it will be starting as soon as the workshops begin. Yeah. And then, and yeah, and then a registration goes for about 10 days. And then class is going to be starting the very end of January, the beginning of February. And then class runs about eight weeks. So we have eight modules that drop. And then we have a really fun graduation celebration that just uh, is a way of saying, look what you've done. Doesn't matter where you are in your Procreate journey, you've learned something. And, every, and we take a look at everyone's journey and what they plan on doing next. So, so cool. Oh, I'm so glad you're doing this, Beth, and that it's such a runaway success. That's great. You know, I just, it's, 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 again, it's creative supporting creatives and, and, you know, why wouldn't we? So it's, it's a absolutely, thing. absolutely. Uh, and again, um, it's what you can do with Procreate. It doesn't mean that if you're taking Procreate, you have to leave your table and your brushes and your canvas right. and tuck them in a closet and never get to them ever. It's just like you said, another tool. Yeah. And I have had some of my artists who have taken things, and I think it's someone that's done some work for you, um, Margot, who took some work that they'd done, um, I think it was watercolors. They they brought those watercolors into Procreate, and then they added extra details inside Procreate with their traditional art. Mm -hmm. And um, they were talking to you and showed you their art, and you were like, that's nice. And and then it became something at Studio M. So yes, I I am guessing that I know who that is because um, <laughs> there there's one of the artists we worked with that always did great things, but <laughs> like raised the bar when I was like, what? Wait a minute, you know, because it was it was Photoshop, it was traditional materials, you know, moved around in Photoshop, but then all of a sudden there was this thing that just home run it was a home run beautiful piece of art i was like wait a minute what is happening i mean this is this is just kind of a next level and she's like well, yeah, well maybe i learned procreate <laughs> it's like sold yeah yep. <laughs> great yeah she was she was one of my students um a year oh, ago man. last summer and awesome. and yeah so it's super fun just to see this is what i love it's like people yeah who take what they learn and then they go, what can I do with this now? Because yeah. again, it's a tool. It's not a way you have to do something. And it is, you learn the basics from me and then I want you all to go rogue with what you've learned and then <laughs> just apply it to what you like to do, whether it's you know, mixed media. Um, I've had someone who uh, has been using what she learned in Procreate to work with um, landscaping design. Mm. So mm. she's able to go in and show someone what their garden looks like before she comes in. And then after she comes in and she brings in all her artwork to show the plants she's going to put in place. I mean, that's so fun. Yeah, um, cool. so there's a lot of things that, you know, you could just go, okay, now what, what you're limited by what your imagination can run wild with. And that's it. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of creativity and and digging in, you have a new podcast. I want to hear about I that. I do. I do. So my podcast um, it launched January 4th, and it's called Create Today with Beth Buffington. And it's available on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. And what I'm doing is... I. I have been, since I started teaching, just super fascinated by all the creatives that came to me because mm -hmm. they all think just a little bit differently. And 
I've been really interested in the people that I look at and I just think, oh my gosh, you just ooze creativity. And out of their mouth, they will say, oh, I'm not an artist. (laughs) And I think, are you kidding me? And they totally believe it. And so I started thinking about that. Like what makes people refuse to allow themselves to use I don't want to use this as uh, the word, but a label. Uh What makes you not say that? Or what makes you um, pursue that? And then I, during the pandemic, um, you know, you're home by yourself and I started working out more and, and I started just looking into that. My daughter is a registered dietitian. So we Mm -hmm. always talk about health and nutrition. And I started, um, I went on a diet through Noom Mm -hmm. and it made me think they were like, okay, let's look at your foods and how much sleep are you getting and then exercise. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at all how all those things were helping me as a creative. And then I've been like super fascinated with this book that I I found that's called um, Your Brain on, let, let me get this right. Your Brain on Art by um, Susan Megsman and Ivy Ross. Mm. And what I loved about it was all the things in my head that I was thinking, I think this is helping do this or that. And this links here and that is helping me. And a lot of that creativity that I was working on seemed to be benefiting myself in other places as far as being less anxious or sleeping better or you know, feeling just happier. And then when you are doing all of those things and suddenly you are actually feeling healthier, is that, is that really happening to me in this book? This is, the book is just about the science behind what happens to you when you embrace creativity and how it can truly remap how your brain is working Mm. and how it can help you see things better, um, help you deal with grieving and um, anxiety and um, just all the things that slow us down or or make us freeze up. Yeah, Creativity is there to help you get through those times. And this book is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So for quite a while, I had been thinking it would be, it would be fun to do a podcast because I like to talk. <laughs> and but I never was quite sure, like, well, what would I talk about? Could I go on and just do a podcast about Procreate? I mean, right. I don't know. I would be, I think I would just kind of like go in circles with that. But when I started thinking about just how am I working with creativity, then I thought there's no end to what I could talk about there because creativity isn't limited to just people who paint or write music or authors who are making books. It is anyone who is just thinking a little outside the box when they're doing their job. And that's why I, right? And that is where I took working as a graphic designer at at an HVAC company Mm -hmm. and got creative there, right? It's Mm -hmm. what do you do to do that? And that means then that really there's creativity in everyone and we have to be able to embrace that, understand that we have it, understand that others have it, and then figure out just how we keep building that up. I mean, if you think about our world today, we have a messy place that we live in. Yeah. But if we all could just sit down and figure out where we're creative and spend some time with our art, I mean, it's not going to solve all the problems in the world, but you know what? It could. It could. <laughs> It could get us closer right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if everyone I, did it, it could, but yeah. But if just some people would, it would make it better. Well, you know, if if everyone would, I don't know, lean into that. I mean, there's nothing that every we're ever gonna get every everyone to I mean, the, the fact that we all stayed home as a world globally, at least for a little bit for the pandemic, was just the most crazy thing that that we got that to yeah. happen. But but you know, I think for somebody who's it's like anything like you said i i think for sure that um how we move our bodies what we feed our bodies what how we take care of our minds um has a lot to do with how we show up to our creative practice 
But in turn, our creative practice can help us do those things as well. So, you know, how how do we cultivate that and keep it ignited on a regular basis? And and I love the fact, mm-hmm. I love the thought of of hearing your a deep dive into all those things because you know what what are those things we do to cultivate it? You mentioned eating better and things like that, but I I think it also and I'd love to know what you think, but I think it's also um just posting somewhere. I am as worthy of calling myself a creative as anybody else I know. So what does that mean to me yeah. today? And what does that mean to me mm-hmm. tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and then allowing allowing people who are like, oh no, I just I just do a little cross stitching at night. Like, no, you're being creative. You're doing something that is allowing yourself to get in the flow where you you're just one with whatever creativity creative thing you're working on and so artists need to realize what that creativity is in them how they can cultivate that and that's a you know that's a big deal but who decides who's an artist and you know is it why do we tend to push back on who can take that mantle. I mean, I know it took me a while when, even when I was in college studying art to say that I was an artist. Yeah, for sure. It was a hard thing to say out loud, you know, like, um, and as a graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah. It held a different meaning. Yes. Yeah. Like, do you need to wait until someone pays you before you could say you're a professional artist or like where, where are those levels and how do you know that you can confidently say that? And that, that is the thing about a creative confidence has been just uh, a huge topic for me with the students that I have in college, the ones I am working with in my procreate class, because I see creative confidence is something that every single artist struggles with. doesn't matter how right. confident you or how, how successful you've been in what you're doing. You still struggle with that. I mean, I, I do. I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I still wake up and think, you know, should I be doing a podcast? Would anybody listen to that? Should mm-hmm. I teach a class? Would anyone come? And what I've learned from a lot of the things that I have learned from people who have taught me and I have done a lot of research and, and, uh, I think if everyone just sits and listens to this is really important. When you feel uncomfortable, when you think, I don't know, I, I, I have, what is, what is wrong with me right now? I feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable. I feel it. This is a difficult thing that you're probably exactly where you need to be because you're mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. and that growth mm-hmm. is never easy. If we're building muscle, um, no pain, no gain, that thing and it's mm-hmm. the same way when you are working on doing something new. If it doesn't feel awkward and you don't and you feel like oh maybe I am in the wrong place, I don't belong here, you're probably not working hard enough at your dream. You've mm-hmm. got to feel super super vulnerable to make those growth spurts happen. So that's yeah. like it, learn new things and make yourself feel awkward. And then you're probably doing something really good for your confidence. I agree. That seems counterproductive, but it's true. It is true. And well, you know, it's it, the the hard parts are where we learn. That's that's always it. But but you know, creativity, especially you know, if you don't, if you feel like, say, you're trying to come up, but you're you're, you're you want to paint and you want to feel like you have your own style. Well, if you're taking a class from someone or you're following along, it's, you're going to, you're going to learn their way. And if you don't do it over and over and over and over again, you're never going to get to your own way. And that can be said for anything, right? You know, um, running a mile when you start out and you haven't been, you don't run a mile that first day uh, and anything like that. But it, it's just important to remember that as we are so good at questioning ourselves, put some of that energy into just trying it just just doing it you know embrace that that can be part of you and and balance it balance it out you know and that's that's a question i i'd love to ask you too you know for those who lead busy lives you've had jobs and taught and do other things how do you suggest they balance 
those creative pursuits with their other responsibilities and, and lean in in that way? That's such a good question because if you're working somewhere where you think, I, I am so stagnant in my job and I really need to do something else. Getting that, getting that transition going is so hard. And I'm, I'm, I've been there and I, I know the feeling of like, I'm locked in a box and it's almost claustrophobic. I got to get out and I can't see the sun anymore because I'm so stuck where I am. And the thing is that it is going to take a little bit of extra work to get you where you need to go, but it's worth it. And if you look at your day, and I know there are a lot of people that's like, I'm a mom and I'm working and I have, you know, I have parents I'm caring for. Life is really busy. So you want to just take a look at what am I doing right now that I do for myself? Am I, how much television am I watching? Mm-hmm. Um, how much time do I spend looking at social media or, uh, and, and figure out what are those hours? And then if you really want to do something new, what would that look like? What kind of research do you need to do? What kind of, if it's a different kind of art, you know, what, how much time do you need to put towards getting your art accomplished? And then find those hours. Um, I'm not going to watch television. I'm going to do this thing, or I'm, I'm going to put my phone down and spend an hour doing this. Even if you just found an hour a day to get started, that could be enough for you to realize that you've got that momentum started. And that's sometimes all it takes. It's true. It's, and you know, it's January. It's, it's the beginning of the year. We're making promises to ourselves. This is a very healthy promise. Take the time, make the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you're doing something to teach yourself something new, that just learning, I think that's been the thing that I've enjoyed the most when I decided to teach, I had to figure out how was I going to teach? How was I going to do projects? And then when we, I had to figure out how to do everything online, I had to learn that. And then when I realized, oh, you know, I need to do videos. I had to figure out how to do videos. And then I needed to figure out how to do an online course. And then now I'm figuring out, you know, all the podcast stuff. There's like all the little background stuff about editing and how to load things and distribution and marketing. And it's, um, who was I talking the other day? And I, they were asking me, you know, what I was doing. And I was like, I, I work for myself, but I always, I'm building toys for myself. I am mm. always doing something I want to do. And I'm always building something. And it's for me. So it's a yeah. toy I want to build. And yeah. that's what you need to, if you have someplace else you'd like to go, you've got to say, what toy do I want to build for myself? Hmm. And make okay. that a, a something that you find joy in. So if it's nine o'clock at night and you are still building your toy, you're doing something good for yourself. And you'll probably feel better about what you've just accomplished. You know, if you spent from seven to nine building a toy for yourself than you did oh, if yeah. you would have sat on the couch and watched a couple hours of Netflix. I mean, yeah. that is time you aren't going to get back. But I am going to tell everybody that if you if you are a procreate artist, you can sit on your couch yeah. and draw. <laughs> yes, you can. As I I Very do portable. that all the time. I have collections that I've done for licensing that were completely drawn watching Netflix in the evening with my t- yeah. my husband Tom. Totally done. Thing. Yeah. So that if you are someone that's like I can't give up my TV. You don't have to with with Procreate. You can do your Procreate art on the couch, you know, with the that's messiest a- paints, and you can work on your couch. That's a perfect full circle, full circle comment because you know this this <laughs> um, sweet friend who who was in the shared studio sessions. She's got kids. She's got you know all those things, and and, and the realization of oh my gosh, I can take this to the school pickup line. When it's when yep. really you just have your phone. Otherwise, you can take it and sit at the at the while you watch the game or wait for the dentist or you know all those things or just when you want to be creative but you don't feel like getting everything out. Yes, because you don't have to clean up and you don't right. have to set up or clean up, so you can literally paint for five minutes. 
Yeah. And then just put the lid on your iPad so it goes back to sleep. And when you open up Procreate, it's going to be like right there again. Let's yeah. get started. So yeah, it's awesome. awesome. That's, Procreate's it. awesome. But to so, get back to the podcast, yeah, I what I wanted to tell everyone about the podcast is um, we're going to start at the very beginning with creativity and just talk about like, what is that? And why is it so hard to figure out like who is creative or what's creativity or when should you be creative? We're going to go through all of those things and kind of look at creativity, you know, as, as a multifaceted thing that we yeah. can look at. And, and I'm going to be bringing in speakers because once I started thinking about this, I would talk to someone and they would start talking about something they were doing. And I could say, I, I could just feel them feeling creative when they talked about whatever it was they were doing. And, and I thought all these people are creative, but they're not artists. They're not musicians mm -hmm. or they're not, you know, they're not writing books, but they're doing something that lights them up. Yeah. And th that. I, they they I, they need to come and talk. So I'm yeah. going to be having artists and people who look for artists and people who are not artists and just talk about how they manage to get excited about whatever it is that is creative in their life. Because I think that being able to find that light inside yourself mm -hmm. and also find out that maybe you're creative in more than one area and... And that might be a huge thing. Just being aware of where you're creative, I think it it magnifies the fact that you've got that extra creativity. And being aware that you're being creative, it helps all of those emotions that are helping your body feel better about yourself and feel healthier and happier. So being aware that that's actually happening is really cool. Oh, so many good things to learn about. Plus, you can learn to listen about creativity while you're being creative. So it's and yes, just Beth and all the places. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you're doing that. So glad. Um, you know, I just I could t talk about this all day. I just really want to inspire people to take the free workshop. Check out if your class is right. You know listen to the podcast. There's great new things that you're doing, but y'all do yourself a favor and just check it out because why wouldn't you? Right. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I look forward to meeting all of the windowsill chat listeners. I love <laughs> it when you come and let me know, Hey, I heard you on, on um, yeah. Marco Tantel's windowsill chat. And it's so fun to meet all of them. And I've, I've met people from, you know, Canada and Alaska and Spain and all over the world that have come from listening to windowsill chat. Uh, so it doesn't matter so where in the world you're listening, you can come and join in. Oh, that's so great. Oh, thanks, everybody. Yeah, see, you're just following your creative heart. I think that's so great. Tell me who's inspiring you these days. And I know you mentioned the the book, which was, which yeah. sounds fascinating, but who's on your list that, these that days? That actually, okay. So they are on my list. They've yeah. been, um, I, once I, sometimes when I find people that I'm really interested in, I, I feel like I'm like creatively stalking them because <laughs> I, I've had their book and then I found that they've been on a lot of other people's podcasts. And I just like to listen to them talk about, their passion in what they studied and just hearing them get so excited about their book and just the benefits it could have to not only creatives who are are doing you know art in some fashion but just to anyone that that is doing anything that is just thinking outside of the box that's just really fun so they're the Love first that. people on my my list of what's inspiring me and then um also, I am inspired by my students. And I know I said this last time I was here, but I I am. They continually brighten my day and make me think outside of the box. They make me decide what other things need to be added to the class. And I have brought in speakers because I've known certain students need to hear 
the voice of someone special. So I, I am continually mm-hmm. brightened and broadened by all the perspectives that come in. And I think I learn as much from the people who come and join my class as I hope they are learning from me. So that, um, that is not just one person, it's many people. I, every I time that. we have the class and I get to know people, it's just like, oh, I'm so glad I got to know you. I know. And then, um, and then I also um, found that same thing happening with the people that I want to have come talk on my podcast mm-hmm. because of just the way I hear them embrace life. I see creativity in what what they say, how they say it with the topic that they're passionate about. And so I'm, I'm excited to bring in some of those people to talk. Um, and some of them are going to be students that were in my Procreate class. And some of them are people that I, I randomly met someone this morning at breakfast. And mm-hmm. I, I mentioned my podcast because of something that he is doing with veterans that I found so creative. He is linking baby boomers who are entrepreneurs who have a business that they need to retire from they'd like to sell mm-hmm. none of the kids are interested and he's finding young veterans that have an entrepreneurial wow. spirit and he's linking them together because not only do they get to link into a business that they find that they're passionate about That's amazing. but they get a mentor that is willing to you know teach them what they're doing and why their business is successful isn't that amazing that sounds absolutely fascinating i would love to hear about i'm sure many people would love to hear about that that's that is yes huge. yeah yes so i I, and I, he, I met him at breakfast this morning. I mean, it's just, there's yeah. so many people that once you start talking to them, you're like, oh my, oh my gosh, I am fascinated by you. So yeah. there's, there's a lot to unpack in the podcast. Um, and then I, I also, like I said, I creatively stalk people. Um, one of the persons that I creatively stalked was someone who was, doing an online course that was very successful. And her name is Anne LaFollette. And she is teaching um, surface pattern design. And I I found her through Skillshare when I was first testing out um, whether or not I wanted to be an online course provider. And I thought, well, maybe I'll be, I'll teach on Skillshare. And so she had a course on Skillshare about teaching on Skillshare. Mm. And I, I, so I was interested in her through that. And then I found out she taught surface pattern design. And then I found out she did an online course like I wanted to do. So I sort of known her um, back and forth. And then someone that I was doing some Facebook ad uh, networking with introduced me to her this summer. And so we've had a chance to talk and I've done a little bit of work with her. And I am now going to take a masterclass with her. Oh, great. But She's just, you know, you've, you've got to find someone who you can network with that is doing something that you want to do. And then once you meet them, then you learn from them and then they become your friend and they introduce you to other people. And that's, that's the best way to grow is just adding to your people, right? It's so true. I love that you kind of circled back to that because really we grow by by hanging out with the people that we that inspire us that we feel comfortable with that you know all all of those things so this is just a great example of find those people lean in share share yourself your creativity will grow your 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 world will grow because of it and you know, I, and that's why yeah. I love having guests like you because it's just a reminder, yeah. all my guests, you know, it's just, and I, I find, I hear from my guests um, that often listeners will reach out to them. Sometimes I get reached out to, but I think it's more to the guests and just say like, oh my gosh, I loved what you said. This made a difference for me. And, you know, we're all holding each other up around here. And, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I love that you said that because. Um, when, when you, when you have a goal that you want to reach to, the best way to get there is to meet someone who's already there that will reach down and say, come on up. There's room mm-hmm. for you up here. Yeah. Then the important thing is once you're there, that you don't close the door. You say, I, 
I am here. I feel honored and I have gratitude that I was able to do a, to reach a goal that I wanted. And now I need to reach down and bring up others that are looking to come and find that same path. And if we would continually do that and just link arms in that way, thinking like climbing up a hill, as a community, artists would be so much stronger. We would be more recognized. I think we would have better pay. Yeah. So we have to look around and say, we this we, this is our community. These are our people. What can I do to help someone else that is somewhere where I used to be? What can I do to help them? And then and then who can I find that uh, is somewhere where I'd like to be? How do I get to know them? And then add to your network. Yeah, and just do. It's you can do that. We, you and I both have met many people through, you know, reaching out online, and it works. Mm-hmm. So it does. Know. Yes. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for being here today. I'm excited that course number seven is about to open. I'm super excited about your podcast and I always learn more about you each time and I really appreciate that. Yes. Well, and if anyone here is interested in signing up for Procreate, make sure you sign up um, with uh, Margot's link because Mm -hmm. uh, that's important for you to do. And Margot's got some information if you're interested. Yep. And the link will be in my bio too. Margo, thank you so much. I enjoy talking with you more than I can even express through uh-huh. words. So it's it's always a good time. And I, I'm i glad that um, the audience out there has liked our conversations enough that I get to come back and chat with you again. So that's awesome. Thank you, Beth. I so appreciate it. Hey, creative friends. If you're a lifelong learner like me, when a new year starts, you are probably looking for a new creative adventure. If you're looking for one that will take your creativity to new heights, let me recommend Beth Buffington's online course, Learn the Art of Procreate. Procreate is an amazing app for drawing and painting on your iPad. It will explode your creativity to new heights. With Procreate's portability, you can draw and paint with the messiest art supplies anywhere, the car, the park, your couch, the airport, because it's all in your lap on your iPad. And Beth's class will teach you how to get your artwork out of your iPad and into the world, onto products, or prepped for that dream licensing agent. You'll discover that you can take your creative business or side hustle to places you didn't know were possible. Here's a quote from one of Beth's visionary Procreate students. I have had the most remarkable summer. I thought I was signing up for a class about the ins and outs of Procreate, but it was so much more than I could have ever imagined. I was able to learn more about marketing my artwork and taking my illustration career to the next level. I can't thank Beth enough for her encouragement, kindness, and support. I've never had someone see my work so clearly and inspire me to be bold and take a leap. Thank you, Beth. You've changed my life forever. So if you're curious about really learning Procreate, join Beth Buffington for her online course, Learn the Art of Procreate. Enrollment opens on January 22nd and class begins on January 31st. And join Beth for one of her six free Procreate workshops in January. To get all the dates and registration info, go to www.bdi-create.today backslash windowsill. I'm going to say that one more time. www.bdi-create.today dash create dot today backslash windowsill. If you check out the Create Today site before enrollment begins, just hop on the wait list for special gifts. Just imagine what you could create today with Procreate. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.